Welcome to the Intentional Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Ange Barnard. And on today's episode, we're talking about your relationship with time and how to improve your relationship with time so that you can get all the things done that you want to get done that are important to you. And I'm not talking about organizing your schedule in a certain way. I'm not talking about focus blocking here or time blocking, whatever you want to call it. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is your relationship with time, your beliefs around time. That, that is essential. And that's been really something that I've been working on is improving that relationship. And I'm going to talk more about what I mean by that and the tips and the things that have been working well for me so that I somehow magically amongst all the things that are happening in my very busy life, find the time to complete the things that are important to me. And I hope that I can keep really improving this relationship with time, especially before I become a mother, because I know that that's going to be, my life's going to look completely different. And I still want to make sure that I'm moving forward on my dreams. And that comes down to what is my relationship with time? What does that look like? So before I get into that, I got to give you a quick update. Where am I tuning in from? I'm currently recording this podcast from Costa Rica. I got to go visit one of the Blue Zones. So if you're not familiar with the Blue Zones research, this is the research that was done on the areas of the world where people live to be the oldest, where they have the most centurions, people living over the age of 100 years. And there's five different areas that they have found that people live to be old and and they have a great life. They feel happy about their lives those areas. So what they looked at was what are the factors that led to longevity and well-being? And you can read about these studies, but it was really cool to be in one of the places. And what I've been noticing is, is there anything different here compared to other areas of the world that I've been in? And the only thing that I would say that really stands out to me is People walk around a lot. I know that lots of areas people are doing that. But to the point that I'm just like terrified driving. Thankfully, I'm not driving. I'm not terrified. My husband's been driving. And there's been so many times that you don't even see people. They're walking right in the middle of the road or they're holding their little baby walking with, you know, as their baby just started walking in the middle of the road and it's dark and all the things. But it's like normal because it's normally part of their culture. You can tell that people look out for people on the roads. So I saw that there's a lot of movement in their lifestyle. I've also seen a lot of community gatherings just as we drive around and you can see communities essential to their lifestyle, which is a huge factor in well-being and longevity. And that's something to think about in this new year. What community do you need to be the person that you want to be? First off, the number one important question you should be asking yourself is who do I want to be this year? Who do I want to be? If you need help figuring that out, make sure you sign up for the Clarify Your Vision online retreat, January 20th or 21st. I'll put the details again in this episode so we can help you clarify who it is you want to be. And you can work with the way your brain works and create a vision that you are excited about. I just heard this quote from John Acuff, and he says that people, and I'm totally paraphrasing here, but it's not that people aren't motivated. This is what he said. It's not a motivation problem, in his opinion. It's a clarity problem. They don't have a vision that they're excited enough about. They're not clear on who they want to be. So again, you need help with that. I got you. We'll help you develop that vision. Speaking of that, I was so proud of myself 
since we've been here because it's been really hot and I love it. I'm a hot girl lover. Like I love tropical feel. Like I can be out there sweating. It's just like my happy place. I used to love that when I lived in South Carolina, the humidity. I'm like, bring it. I want to be in it, which I think I will start to love our steam room that we just are developing in our new bathroom remodel. Follow me on Instagram at Ange Barnard because I'm going to give an update on our bathroom remodel so you can see how it's coming together. We're going to have a steam room in there. So I feel like it can kind of model the humidity that I love given I live in rural Indiana and it's freezing cold by the time I record this episode or as I'm recording this episode. I left the snowy blizzardy weather to come into this hot tropical stuff and I'm loving it, I will say. Anyways, I was been proud of myself because I've been running with my husband each morning since we've been here and it's been hot, even early. Oh, it's hot, hot, hot. And I'm running with him with my four-month baby belly as I'm recording this episode. I'm four months into my pregnancy and I'm really practicing who I want to be, who I want to be, which is a strong, a fit, disciplined mama. So I'm practicing that running with my baby belly. Of course, I'm not at the level I used to be when I used to run. I literally can run like a max of five minutes before like I need to start walking because my breath, uh, if you've been pregnant, you understand this. It can be really hard to breathe sometimes. Like you lose your breath very fast, just even going upstairs at different times. And because of the hormones and the pressure and like by your lungs, like there's a lot going on that causes that. So I've been showing myself grace as a normal part of the process. So I do what I can. I'm also adopting that mindset that I, I don't have to have this all or nothing approach. Just get out there, move my body, do what I can. Every little bit counts. I used to have a very toxic mindset around my health. It was kind of like an all or nothing. If I didn't eat fully healthy, then I sucked. Like, you know, it's just like that kind of mindset. Or if I couldn't do my entire workout, then might as well not do anything. And it's like kind of went to that lower catabolic energy. And now I'm like, well, okay, I couldn't do all the things I wanted to this morning for whatever reason I didn't, but I'm going to use the time that I have. I have five minutes. Let's do a quick five-minute exercise. And that's in alignment with who I want to be. It's the little things that lead to the big things, which is that strong, disciplined, fit mama. So this is why I'm sharing the story with you because I want you to think about who it is you want to be and how can you act like that person more. What little bits of things can you do that align with who you want to be. All right, with that said, I'm gonna back up because I also wanna share with you another lesson that I've been really learning this year before we go into our relationship with time. And this is very relative to it. It's also a relationship around control and what happens in our life. And for many of us, we cause ourselves a lot of stress around things that we can't control, that are not in our control. Like what other people think about you, That's never in your control, ever, because they have to perceive it through their own lens. You might do things that might trigger them in a certain way, but at the end of the day, it's up to them to decide how they feel about you and their past experiences, their beliefs, all the things. It's got to get filtered through that. But sometimes we focus so much on what other people are thinking that it causes so much stress. That's an example of this. Another example is us stressing out about things that again are out of our control. Let me give you an example in my life how I've been stressing and I called myself out on it and I was like, okay, Ange, what's in your control, what's not? What's worth your energy, what's not? With this one and precious life that you have, the time that you have, 
what is worth it to stress that out about? It's not worth it when it's not in your control. So an example is, is that while I've been in Costa Rica, I've also had on my calendar times that I'm working, that I'm facilitating, that I'm teaching classes. And you need strong Wi-Fi to do so, especially when people pay money to show up to be on Zoom and to hear your teaching. And with that said, when you're traveling, even when you're home, Wi-Fi can be sketch. You don't know. There's no guarantee of how it's going to be. And it was stressing me out because I was trying to find a place for us to stay that I knew would have strong Wi-Fi or have the best chance. So I'm looking at reviews. I'm looking at other people saying it was a good working space that there's, you know, what's the measurement of speed and all of that. Are they even talking about that? I'm looking at all of that, doing what I can in my control and then letting go of what's not. That means if I did all the research, I asked them and I show up and it's not good. That's not in my control, but I can do what I can. So I found myself just feeling stressed about it. I was like, oh, what if it's not good? What if I run into these issues? And then again, reminding myself, and you did the work that you could do to prepare, to be intentional. And the rest of it isn't in your control. And you can flow with it. And if that happens, then, okay, maybe it's part of the plan that God has. You're supposed to learn something here. Like I always try to reframe in a way that's going to serve me. Because at the end of the day, if it happens, it happens. But can I take something away from it that benefits my life? Because I get to decide the meaning of it. That's what's important too. You always get to decide the meaning of something that happens in your life. Does it mean you suck? Does it mean whatever, like something negative? Or does it, can it mean something that's going to serve you? You get to decide always. So with that said, if you are stressing out about anything right now, hear me out. If you are stressing out about anything, I want you to ask yourself, what is in your control? What is? You can bring attention there, focus there. You can plan and do the things and set up that you can do. But the rest of it, you know, that's not in your control. You got to let that go and give that to God and trust. And that will help bring you peace. And this has been in alignment with my practice that I've talked about for this year is picking a word. I picked gratitude this year. It's actually how I decided the place I was going to work at that actually did have strong enough Wi-Fi for what I needed. It was called Casa Grateful. And my word this year is gratitude. So I was like, okay, I think this is a God wink. This is the place. The internet's been great. It's been working. Um, And this morning, even when I woke up and I still found myself feeling anxious about what was to come, I felt that. I'm like, oh, what if it still doesn't work? You know, what if? And I started going down that path of what could go wrong. I stopped and I practiced reflecting on that scripture or the quote I recommended in our last episode is that you, if you want to pick a word, pick one, and then also pick a quote that aligns with that word that you can reflect on that serves you. Then maybe if you have a song that aligns with that you can listen to that can serve you as well. So for me, I picked the quote from the Bible about do not be anxious about anything, but instead with prayer, I forget, I'm totally going (laughs) to I'm going to mess this up. But you know where I'm going with this is that you're praying to God. You're giving it to God. You're giving thanks. So this morning I woke up and I was like, thank you for this place. Thank you for having us, you know, be safe and Ian not get in that crazy accident because he was driving and somebody, he had a, thankfully, he's very quick to react because he's like moved out of the way. We almost got into this accident and we didn't. So I was like, thank you, God, for that. Thank you for this warm weather. Thank you. Thank you. And I went through all the things. And I was like, in this other stuff that's happening that I'm stressing out about, I just give it to you. And it was so nice because I felt, I woke up and I felt after, I, well, once I officially got out of bed, I was like, I'm feeling really good today. 
And that really helped me. But it had to, it was this process of being like, this is what I control. I've, I've done the things that I can to prepare and the rest is up to you. And I leave it and I release anything out of my control. And it was just, it was a, such a good practice. So I just thought you might need to hear that before we dive into the content. What is in your control and what's not? And give it up, the rest that's not, and let it go. And trust. All right, high energy stuff right there. But we got to be intentional about guiding our mind the right way. It's like you, that example that I gave you is I still, still felt the anxiety. I did. But then I shifted out of it by the story I was telling myself, the action I took as a result of that. All right. So now let's go into our time discussion. This is coming from some text messages that I text to myself. You know, I do that all the time to come up with episodes. And in, this, in these text messages to myself, I wrote the question, what is your relationship with time? It, are you thinking something like, I don't have enough time? Do you often tell yourself that? Because if that's often what you're telling yourself, your relationship with time is of a lack mentality. It's a scarcity mentality. I don't have enough time. And if you often think that, then what, feel, what does that cause you to feel? It causes you to feel anxious or just overwhelmed or any of those catabolic feelings. And then that causes you probably not to take the action that you want to. But it starts with your belief around time. And you'll start to find evidence of where you don't have time, if that's the story you tell. So are you telling yourself that story? I've heard so many people share that belief when I start giving them some options around ideas of things that they could do to help them be who they want to be and actually follow through on that vision. They'll be like, well, I don't have enough time for that. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And if you keep telling yourself that, you're not going to make the time for that. And it's an excuse. Like seeing that that is something that you're using to keep yourself playing small. It's a self-sabotaging strategy. That's probably stemming from the subconscious because the identity is not in alignment yet. But the way that you can make that become in alignment is start to tell yourself a different story. Start to believe and act like the person that you want to be. Shift that. And that's something I noticed in myself is like, I got to shift this relationship that I got with time because the people that I admire, they don't say I don't have enough time. They say that I make the time for the things that are most important to me. That's the kind of stuff that they're saying. So that's another thing to think about is when it comes to your vision, are your thoughts and beliefs in alignment with who you want to be? And if they're not, then what do you need to start believing about yourself that you need to practice over and over? So that it becomes a program, becomes a habit. An example is even my beliefs around travel. Like I used to think that you needed so much money to travel and I wasn't going to have that lifestyle where I could work and from remote different places and travel when I wanted to. It's like I would tell myself that story until I started looking at people who had the lifestyle that I wanted. And I was like, what are they telling themselves? Like, they're talking about, they're telling themselves that they make time for what's important to them, that they have the resources that they need to create the lifestyle that they want. And therefore, they start to find the resources. They start to think like the person they want to be. There's a deeper dive that we need to do when it comes to our goals is figuring out the mindset and beliefs that are in alignment, acting as if you already are that person. How would they think? How would they show up in the world? I'm going to be talking about that also in the Clarify Your Vision event is like the next level from here 
after you develop that vision, how do we train ourselves to be that person? What does that look like? looks like this stuff looking at first and foremost our relationship with time because that's essential with anything that you're doing next okay so I'm gonna go back to my notes because I want to make sure that I talk about the five percent rule I want to make sure you're not falling victim to what's going on in this rule which is the five percent rule is that five percent of your to-do list is responsible for 95 percent of the results that you create in your life that's the truth for a lot of us Meaning that a lot of us are spending a lot of time working on things, do, giving our energy to things that don't really move the needle forward, that don't really help us be who we want to be. But maybe the 5% part of it does, but those might be the scary things that we don't really want to do. An example would be for me as a professional speaker, I may spend, let's say the 5% that would really move the needle would be probably having conversations with people who are booking speakers applying to those kinds of events yeah and then again networking talking to those people that would really move the needle versus me spending all this other time maybe like really trying to tweak my idea and perfect it like you know that kind of stuff that we do maybe I'll get distracted responding to emails about other random things like that is not the stuff that's going to move the needle forward it's the scary stuff often so really thinking through that too is what do you want to direct your energy towards that's really going to move the needle versus being busy? This is also another conversation around being, seeing the way that you talk about time. Like, are you often answering when people are like, how are you? Are you often like busy, busy, busy doing what? Things that are really important to you or you're just feeling overwhelmed. You don't have enough time. That's why you're so busy doing all these things because that's a distraction often from the things that are most important to you and what you really need to focus on. And this all stems, if you're being busy, that's a, a result of the way you think about time. Because whatever you're thinking about time, that has determined the schedule that you've created for yourself and then the results that you have. So it stems, you gotta go back, back, back. It stems to the way that you've been thinking about time. Because I know for me, when I've had these seasons where I was so busy and it really wasn't moving the needle forward, I just felt like I was kind of drowning. I was trying to keep all the balls up and I didn't feel good about where I was at in my life, yet I felt like I was so busy. And that was because I was running the program of, I don't have enough time. I don't have time. I got to do all these things. Uh, like, you know, right? That's, and it started with that thought. But I swear to you, when I start shifting my mindset and focusing on how I make time for the things that are most important to me and time expands for me and really those kinds of beliefs, it, it's, it's magical. It's like things become easier for me. But it started with my belief around it. It's also an energy thing, an abundance mindset. But you got to practice that because naturally I don't think that way. I don't naturally. It's something that I've really worked on shifting. I notice it in myself and I'm like, oh, what if I believe this though? What if I started thinking like that? The way that people I admire think. You want to study people who have the results that you want. Study what they say. Study the way they think. Study their habits because that has created the results that they have in their life. You can't be thinking like an overweight, obese person trying to be strong and fit. You can't think like an obese, overweight person would. You can't. You know? I mean, you really got to think about it. You got to think like a strong and fit person would. What are they going to do when there's a break? Are they going to be, or they're feeling down? Are they going to be emotionally eating? Are they going to go for a walk? 
could probably go for the walk, right? That's a thought that they have and a habit that they have. Those are things to consider. I have been such a student of that, studying the way other people think. And the, the studying that I've been doing recently is looking at their relationship with time. That's why I wanted to talk about that with you today. All right, so let me see what else is in my notes that I wanna emphasize. Some people think that their worth is how hard they work. Have you ever been that person? And this has to do with time. And you're more than time. You are so much more than time. And I used to think that too. Like if I didn't work hard enough, then I wasn't good enough. Like if I didn't spend, like completely jam pack my time with activities, then that related to my worth. Like it was, it's just a weird thing. If I'm not really busy, then am I, am I really like good enough? Like there was something weird there going on with time. And it's like, now it's like, no, it's like time expands for me. I'm the creator of my, what I do with my own time. Like I'm the designer of my life. It's like shifting that mindset. Um, another, so this is what it looks like. Let me give you some examples of questions because quality questions equals a quality life. So what kind of questions are you asking yourself? Like let's say someone presents an idea to you and you're like, oh, I really want to do this thing, whatever that thing is for you. Instead of thinking, I don't have enough time for that, a better question you could ask yourself with is in alignment with higher energy is this. How can I make this work? with only two hours a week? How can I make this work with only an hour a week? How can I make this work with five minutes? How can I make, like, start to ask that question of possibility, of like high energy stuff we're talking about here. I've been thinking about that too, is like even, you know, as I'm becoming a mom, just thinking through, how can I still follow through on my dreams with the baby, with the household responsibilities that I have? with all of the consulting projects that I'm working on. How can I, like, how can I still write my book with 10 minutes a day? You know, like, that's the kind of mindset that I wanna have is the possibility mindset. Okay, what's really cool to know is that your subconscious wants to answer these questions. Meaning if you ask yourself a question, focus on opportunity and solutions, your subconscious is going to work to find an answer to it. And you will see the answers coming in. They'll come into your minds. You'll start to see the possibilities to make it work. But because you asked it, because you were intentional about asking yourself that question, you were intentional about guiding your energy. That's what I'm talking about. Have the courage and faith to stay in the question. You cannot know. You cannot know how it's going to work out yet, but just know the answer will come to you. That's a good practice to have too. How can I make this work? How can I make the money that I need to attend this retreat? How can I make the money to, like I've been asking myself this lately, how can I make the money so that I can retire the people that I love? You know, how can I make the money so that I can travel whenever I want and I can live abroad with, with my child and not have to stress about money? How can I make that possible? How can I make X amount of dollars? And I'm starting to open myself up to see solutions to make that happen. I don't know the answers to all that right now. I don't. But I'm sure as I'm asking it, ideas will come. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. The other thing I want to emphasize is that this whole like thinking about you not having time, it, you're doing it because it serves you in some way. 
keeps you safe, keeps you playing small when you make up that story. And it keeps you in the comfort zone. So there's a benefit to why you're doing it. And I want to ask you, is, is that an, a benefit that you are willing to keep to sacrifice the life that you really want? Just to, to be safe, you know? Because you know that whatever you want, we all know this quote, all the things that you desire is on the, the other side of fear, out of the other, on the other side of your comfort zone. It is. It is. So don't be buying into this fear mindset around not enough. Anything related to not enoughness that you, you don't have, the lack, that's all fear talking. All right. So let's tell a new story around our time. If I focus on the most important things, then I will get this done. That might be a new belief. What if I can do both? What if I can do both? I always get everything I need to get done. Some more beliefs. The things that are most important to me get done. And those good questions we talked about. What is the least amount of things that I can do to maximize my results? I think time to our relationship with time is also very relative to our relationship with money. That's another thing to think about. And some of the beliefs that have been serving me around money is my gifts will make me prosperous. That I can do, I can do less and make more. Or the less I do, the more I make. Ooh, that one, that one's even still hard for me to swallow because I'm like, because there's been so much programming around working harder to make more that I have gotten over the years of development, childhood development, adult development. And it's that one, I still feel it when I say it, but I'm practicing on saying it more to the point that it doesn't make me feel cringy inside. The less I do, the more I make. Okay, I'm working on that one. (laughs) And then another mantra that I love that I've been adapting for this year is I simplify to amplify. I simplify to amplify. And even when I'm developing my vision for this year, I want it to be simple this year. I got specific things that I'm working on each quarter, simplifying my focus to focus on that, that thing. And then so I can amplify and direct my energy wisely. And it really starts with my relationship with time. So the whole point of this episode is for you to analyze your relationship with time. Do you feel like it's a lack relationship, a scarcity relationship, or an abundant relationship? And what do you want to believe about time? And how can you tell yourself that every day? And how can you just notice what's going on with your relationship with time daily? And can we shift? And what would it be like if I believed this? Could I enjoy my time with my family while I'm vacationing? For real, could I be fully present if I believed this? If I believe, oh, I don't have time to do all the things that I want to get done, then I'm not going to be enjoying my time with them, being present. But if I believe I'll always make time for what's important to me, then even when I get back, somehow I have the energy in the late wee hours of the night to start working on the thing that's important to me. It's expanded for me. The time became available to me. Started with my belief. That's what I'm talking about. All right. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Sign up for Clarify Your Vision if you want to join us and develop that vision of who you want to be. I'm here for you. I hope you have an awesome day. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.